Let's pray. Lord, we just come. Lord, we want to just open up our hearts to what you have, what you want to do inside of us. Lord, I believe that everyone here wants a deeper, uh, more intimate walk with you. Lord, I pray that today, Lord, in this, in this very hour, something would spark, something would shift, something would open up that would bring forth something brand new in each person's life. Lord, I just thank you for each one. Lord, we open up our heart to do you. We open up our life to you. I thank you for each one. I know that, Lord, destiny awaits them, and, and I'm so excited for what you're going to do in them and what you're going to do through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my name's Mark Jones, and uh, I, my wife and I are the prayer pastors here at Mana House, and we love the, uh, come on up front if you guys want to, we love the assignment of prayer and intercession and uh, just uh, the whole idea of prayer and what God's doing in that area. And uh, today we're going to focus in on our devotional life, what that looks like, what that means. How many have struggled with your devotional life? Could I have a show of hands if that's you? Oh, good. Just a couple of us. So that's awesome. I'm glad you're here. How many have felt a little guilty about your devotional life? Could I have another show of hands? Well, we'll try to get rid of that. You know, guilt causes avoidance, outward conformity, things that don't really uh, produce any life and any breath in us. And how many want life and breath? You want to see God do something. I believe there's nothing, not anything more important than what I'm going to share with you today. I'll just share a little bit of my testimony. I had a, a nearly a nervous breakdown uh, 14 years ago. Um, I had a, every, how many have gone through a rough patch in your life? I, I mean, we all go through rough patches. <laughs> and, and, and uh, uh, I wasn't really prepared for this rough patch. It wasn't really, how do you know that rough patches kind of come on you? They don't, they don't, they don't talk to you and see, get your permission. They just come at you. And I'm 64, so I can guarantee you life is going to go whoop, whoop. And then this way, I wish I, when I'm with younger people, <laughs> I wish I could prophesy this right out of your life, but the Bible is clear. We're going to go through a lot of situations in our life, things you can control, thank the Lord, and things you can't control, thank the Lord. I mean, th we're going to thank him in everything, give Always give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. How many have had a hard time giving thanks in every situation? Could I have a show of hands if you're like me? And uh, because uh, we go through things in life, we just are, you just don't um, anticipate it, but you, you've got the, the ups, kind of like a sine wave, and then you've kind of got the downs. Who's in a kind of an up right now? Could I have a show of hands? Who's in a little bit of a down? Could I have a show of hands? You know, and no one likes to admit it, but we go through challenges in our life and, and difficulties. How many went through a little challenge during COVID? Could I have a show of hands? Yeah. And how many feel like you're coming out of that? Like there's like a break. There's like... Oh, breath of fresh air, like, wow, this is amazing. Like, we're actually getting together. Like, this is awesome. And how many just miss people? You just miss getting together. So I, I don't want to paint an unrealistic picture of your future and, and the challenges that you're going to face. But we want to create in everything we face a constant. We want to have something that we can always go to. We all want to have something that no matter what's happening, that's the bedrock. That's the place that, that we can and guarantee that there's going to be a safe place, a safe harbor, a refuge place, a place of encouragement, a place to be built up. How many got super discouraged over this last season? Lift your hand up if you just got, if there were some real pressures that came, you know, it's hard to lift your hand when I'm asking for something like that. But, but it's always good when we open up, when we share our interior, when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And 
And, and so how many right now have a, a very consistent devotional time? Lift your hand up if that's you. How many don't have a very consistent devotional time? Lift your hand up. See, that? how many used to have a devotional time and you don't have one now? Lift your hand up. How many have one now and it might try to go away? It's the most, I always say prayer is the most resisted activity on the planet. And, and I wanna give you a, just a vision for your prayer life. I wanna give you a vision for devotions. I want this to be something that you think about, something that you want to, to participate in. And so to me, this is so important and so exciting. But let's start with the scripture. That it was, it's, in, it's in Mark 135, and it says, before daybreak the next morning, so this is, this is before the sun came up. This is in Mark 135. And so we're, devotions aren't a new idea of spending time with the Lord. But I just want to look at the Lord Jesus' life first. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. To, and I want you to think about prayer as not something we do, Okay, not something we do, not something you do, but someone you're with. Now, I want you just to change your mindset on this because when you're getting up and when we're talking about before daybreak, there's gotta be some motivation behind you getting up besides just something you do. If it's something you do, you're gonna do something different like sleep in, excuse me. <laughs> Ain't doing that. Whatever, if it's a do, I'm gonna do this. But if it's a be with somebody, that changes the entire way we look at what we're doing. Because really it's not doing, it's being. And I want you to think of this as being. Being before doing. I know this is just gonna take a minute, so I just to sink in. We're gonna just, we, because, because honestly, your mind gets religious so quickly. <laughs> oh, he's gonna tell us to do something. I've been to those before. No, I'm telling you we're gonna be with somebody. And that somebody has a capital S, that's God. And I, I, I just wanna open up our interior to what God wants to do. I, there's nothing, I don't care what you do. <laughs> there's not gonna, I'm 64, I'm telling you, there's not gonna be anything you do more important than what I'm gonna tell you to do. <laughs> and, but I'm not telling you what to do, I'm telling you who to be with. Because you cannot predict in your life what this sine wave is gonna look like and the pressures you're gonna be under. But we can determine to be relationally intentional with the Lord, and no matter what part of that sine wave we're on, we're gonna keep a consistent thing right there, and that's time alone with him. Now, I'm believing that in the next 40 days, God's gonna do something extraordinary in your life. God's gonna, it's called the 40-day worship challenge, but we'll put that down later in the, in the talk today because I want us to catch a vision. Without a vision, we dwell carelessly. We won't have, a, we won't have the motor to, to, to sustain because when is, when, <laughs> there's two of the hardest times to, to be meeting with the Lord when things are going good. <laughs> we tend not to meet with him. And then when things are going bad, we tend not to meet with him. So <laughs> we might as well decide that we're just gonna meet with him. Let's just get that over with. You know, if you're in here, if you want the devotions that you've always wanted, you got to, I'm gonna say it, you have to get there. Now, all relationships are a function of time spent together. All relationships, you've got to invest the time. There, there's a time factor, meaning in, in time and space, we have to designate a time to be, and I'm gonna say this, with him. Write that down. It's, we're gonna be with him. Let's say it together, with him. Because honestly, if this becomes a do, something we do, you won't do it. I just, it just won't happen. But if it's someone you're with, and you wanna be with them, man, you'll climb over a mountain to get to that relationship. You'll do whatever it takes. You'll text them, where are you? Why aren't you, why, where are you? Like, I'm, 
I want to connect with you. Like, you start demanding. I, I find it weird that we text somebody and we expect it to come back, like, right then. Like, they have no other life than us to, that, I mean, seriously, don't you get a little irritated? Like, it's been like an hour. Like, seriously. You know, get, you know. <laughs> we're, we're so relational, aren't we? We're, we're amazingly relational, and, and, and even COVID taught us something where at least it gave us an appreciation for it. I mean, honestly, and I want to inspire you. If I could do anything, I'm not going to change your life. Jesus is. Honestly, he is. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he will if you'll spend time with him. If you don't spend time with him, he can't change you. And so I watch people that are depressed, I put them on the 40-day worship challenge, and by the end of the 40 days, they're not so depressed anymore because they're actually doing something. They're spending time with him. Now, I want to give you a vision. I just want to say this just to inspire you because, and this is what he does. He, meaning God, waits up all night for you to get up. This is, this is to me, changed my life. Like, <laughs> Like, when you think about it, like, he's waiting up all night for you to get up. He wants to have a relationship with you. And to me, this is so dynamic. This is so alive to me and so real, especially because I was in my uh, 14 years ago, I was having a nervous breakdown. I told, oh, I forgot to get back to my testimony. Again, my heart is to inspire you, to encourage you, to build you up. I can read here that before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. I want you to think of prayer as being with someone, with the Lord, with him. I want you to, th I don't want you to think of it as something you're going to do. It's someone you're with. It's a relational dynamic. It's something that is so potent, so powerful, so dynamic that that relationship can transform your life from the inside out. But it requires us to be relationally intentional. We have to want to get there. Well, how many know you get busy? Who gets busy? Who, who kind of forgets about the, I mean, honestly, at the conference you can't, but, but being honest, how many get up and just go about your day, just kind of drift off and just kind of think, I'll just take care of this. And how many find out it doesn't always go so well? Lift your head up if you found that out. And, and so there's, there's dynamics that are going on inside this relationship with the Lord, like the flow of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the dynamic, having a word of knowledge, having a word of wisdom, being prepared for what you're going to face that day. How many face some pretty challenging things during the day? And, and how many times it just overwhelms you? It just like overwhelms you. And, and that doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> But I'm telling you, devotions just get forgotten. They just, they just don't happen. And then we can feel guilty about that, and we can feel layered with guilt and shame. And you know what you actually do to relieve guilt and shame? You actually avoid the thing that, that you're... That you're yeah. <laughs> do you think the devil's got an upper hand in this? We're just going to knock the devil in the teeth, <laughs> and we're going to get there. And because getting there is so critical. And so as you're thinking about this, I'm inspiring you with thoughts towards a relationship that you can have with the creator of the universe, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, with the Father, what God wants to speak. How many need some emotional strength right now? Could I have a shot? How many feel a little shaky? See, you first came in, you nobody was raising their hands. Now we're all raising our hands like, hey, he might have something here. I have nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was in a class, I was teaching it, telling people to meet with the Lord. The Lord would touch you, change your life, transform you, what he's done for me, what, he, he, what he's going to do for you. We just got to get there. And, and this guy chased me out to my car. And I was, I, I, in that moment, I saw all the needs in the room. I mean, I, I actually had a vision. I, I'm not seeing that now, so you're safe. I, but I saw all the needs. <laughs> I saw all the needs in the room, and they overwhelmed me because I realized I couldn't meet one of them. 
wasn't even capable of meeting one. They were so diverse in the room, and, and I had this overwhelming feeling that I am inadequate. So after the class, and I'm pointing people to a closer walk with God, and I've watched now God change people from glory to glory to glory to glory. I, if you think there's, there's, there's a lack of confidence in me that if what I'm saying is true, there isn't. I know he's faithful. He'll do it for you. He's no respecter of persons. He's amazing. He loves us. The graduals lead to the suddenlies. We quit on him much quicker than he quits on us. And so I want to stir you up. But this guy chases me out to my car. <laughs> And, and he says, I need to meet with you. And I, I, I literally looked at him and said, I have nothing for you. I've got nothing. But if you just do what I told you in class, he has everything for you. And I want to encourage you in this. I want to encourage you that God wants to do something amazing in your life. How many want to see the amazing thing God wants to do in your life? If I told you it was as simple as spending the first 15 minutes with the Lord every day, would you believe me? I'm telling you, it's that simple. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why here in a minute, but aren't you getting stirred up for me to tell you something more than just, uh, I'm telling you, I was at a nervous breakdown, and the Lord, when I was on a bicycle ride, reminded me, <laughs> because I wasn't meeting with him, and he wasn't scolding me. He was reminding me in dental school, I'm a dent, I used to be a dentist, I'm a retired dentist, whatever that means. But anyway, he's told me that the closest we ever were, we, meaning we, him and me, was dental school. Like 30 years before that, yeah, ouch, you know how old I was. You were figuring that out before. She's like, well, that was a long time. <laughs> but you know, I got busy. Four kids in five, I didn't have them, my wife did, but I mean, four kids in five years. Like, are you kidding? Like, devotions, whoop, that went. Like, I got, I need to do some other things. Like. I just, that was the stupidest decision I ever made. My God, I mean, Lord, help me. Like, I stopped meeting with him. I'm telling you, this is the most important. No, I've been through getting married, having kids, having them raised, having them get married. No, I'm telling you, in all of it, nothing more important than meeting with him in the morning. Why? Because he's... What fuels us? He's our, he is our life. I have nothing for that if I don't have him. So what I'm giving to them is out of me. And pretty soon, I'm to a mental breakdown. Because one wasn't doing so good, and this happened, and that happened, and you know, life happens, how many know? And I got nothing fueling the soul from the inner man, and all of a sudden, I'm left lacking, like I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know if I'm laughing or if I'm crying, but I'm telling you, it was 14 years ago. So I'm riding my bike, and the Lord said, the closest we ever were, we, like we? We was, meaning him and me. I used to go out in the woods when I was in dental school. This is what I, my practice. So I, I, got, I got rededicated to the Lord, and I came back to him, and I decided... <laughs> I don't, nobody told me, nobody had a first 15 surrender prayer brochures to hand out or, or, or spreadsheets to give. Just, just had the thought by the Holy Ghost, hey, go out and just spend 15 minutes in the woods worshiping the Lord and then come in and spend 15 minutes in the Bible. Well, I don't even know what happened to me like I always struggled in school to get everything done. Like, all of a sudden, I was supercharged. I was sharing the gospel. People were getting saved. I mean, people were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I wanted to witness to every person in the thing. I did not make the association that the meeting with the Lord in the morning was fueling all that. I 
I thought that was normal. You go out, you worship the Lord, sometimes you fall over, wave after wave of his presence comes on you. I, was, I wasn't going to a charismatic church. I was going to the conservative church in Milwaukee. No one told me about falling over and waves. I just was out in the woods. But I was having a meeting with somebody with a capital S. I'm telling you, we, we sell this short. We, we, we don't even, we, 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 we've got to, en- I want you to enlarge this in your heart, the time alone with God. We've redefined devotions as not reading your Bible and praying, though you can do those things because prayer is the conversation and God's word is gonna give you his direction and he's gonna light on his word. But it, 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 it's, it's not doing something, it's being with somebody. To me, We've got to just stop, pause, open up our heart to that because I'm telling you, you step out, you could be inspired in here and I'm on my 14th year of every day. So the Lord says the closest we ever were was dental school. So I go back to the woods. I remember those times. I associate all the fuel and all the things that happened But it dawns on me, the Lord said, the closest we ever were, like a we. (laughs) I said to the Lord in that moment, did you get anything out of those moments in the woods? I'm just telling you a subjective thing from a prayer pastor. And I'm pretty objective, a dentist. You know, I know how to fix teeth. You know, I know how to order my day, those things. But pleasure went through my body. I mean, I felt God's pleasure. Never before have I felt that or since, but I asked him, did you get anything out of that? And I was seared in my soul that God, that meant something to him. My, you have to realize I'm having a nervous breakdown. And on my bike, the Lord doesn't say, oh, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right. You know, you really need to get it together. He wanted to remind me of the closest time because he knew without him I could do what? Nothing. (laughs) But through him, all things are possible. (laughs) And I wasn't doing very much on the all things. I was doing nothing. Because if you don't have something to give from him, you'll give it from yourself. But every morning there's a double portion grace that comes on us. Enough for you and enough for whoever's drawing from you. And I'm telling you, how many know you get it drawn off you? <laughs> really? Come on now, your youth pastor's like, there's a draw, like all day long, there's a draw. The boss is yelling at you. What are you doing with all that? I mean, you're just grumbling, complaining, cursing them back. You know, I don't know what you're doing. No, we need to be, we need to experience the fruits of the Spirit. We've got, but, 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 <laughs> but I'm just going to say easier said than done. So anyway, it, 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 it's, it, under, we're going to be under pressure. No, we already are under pressure. You're in a cosmic conflict. You're in a warfare. Just settle it. We're not trying to get out of the pressure. We were born into the pressure. Because your calling is to advance the kingdom. You're to have a kingdom mindset, a kingdom perspective, a kingdom attitude, and a kingdom cadence. That means you're to walk with the Spirit. Every day, every minute, you're to stay in step with him. He has a destiny for you. You have a calling on your life. You have to have a kingdom mindset, like the apostle Paul and Jesus. You have to have a kingdom perspective. You can't lose it, or you'll, you'll just lose it. If you lose it, you lose it. You know, I mean, I'm telling you. You have to have a kingdom attitude, and you have to have a kingdom cadence. You have to be walking every minute with the Lord. Does that sound exhausting? Does anybody think that sounds like that's a challenge? This is so exciting what God is doing. He's birthing something in this generation. No, right here in this generation. And those that you are generationing with, 
It's, it's, God is calling us out. He's calling us into him. He's calling us to do extraordinary feats in his name. How do we think we're going to raise the dead? And how do we think we're going to have a word in due season? Even prophesied last night over even some in this room. I'm thinking it's terrifying. Person steps up there, and if God's mind doesn't come into my mind, there ain't any mind for you. I'll just make it up. <laughs> I'll just fake it. No, no. You, you have to know that the power of God is upon you for that moment. And his mind is your mind. And, and it's not cluttered, confused, full of contention, bitterness, strife. No, you have to stay clean and clear and a free flow of the spirit. And you're saying, how do I do that? Like, how is that possible? It is possible. And I'm believing God's going to orient you today for the rest of your life. The way I look at devotions, I don't look at it as I'm going to spend the next 14 years with the Lord. No, I spent the time with the Lord this morning, (laughs) and I'm going to spend time with him tomorrow morning. And when I go to bed, I know he's waiting up all night for me to get up. So when I lay my head on the pillow, I wake up with anticipation to who is there to meet me. And it's not my problems. But mind you, I suffer from anxiety and depression. And, and how many, I want to ask that question. I always do. How many suffer from anxiety and depression? Just lift your hands up. I just, no, you lift it high because, because, no. <laughs> Then everybody put it down. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. God, fear will drive you, and I'm telling you, love will lead you. And if you're in a state of of anxiety, it's going to defeat the will and the purpose of God in your life. And and yet, greater love, God's love will defeat that. So anyway, I want to talk about it. Now, I'm just, I'm just rambling right now, just sharing. I'll ramble right on through till, uh, till uh, 4 o'clock or so or whenever we're done, 3.50. I am so excited for your life, and I, wanna, I want to inspire you to devotions like you've never had before, okay? I don't want to look at those as a duty, but I want to look at those as an opportunity, okay? This is, this is something that I'm sharing with you from the depths of my heart, brokenness, I'm, I want to encourage you. I want to, to stand with you. I want to see. I'm believing. Raise your hand again. If, I just want to know if you suffer from anxiety or fear. Just lift your hand up if that's you. I want to believe. Just lift it up. That's good. I want to believe that we're going to see that defeated, okay? I, wanna, I wished I could meet you in 40 days and we could talk about this. But there was one young guy that was here at the school, he almost couldn't cope. He took a 40-day worship challenge. I talked to him, just happened to talk to him this morning, leaving class. I looked at him, he was so bright, and God had broken that thing in 40 days, destroyed. Now, he is on another trajectory. Fear will take you on one, and I'm telling you, you'll face enough things in this to scare the living daylights out of you. Who's laughing back there? I love that laugh. <laughs> no, you just can't talk about devotions like we used to talk about it. You'll fall asleep. I'm telling you, you'll just go, oh, heard that, done that. Your religious mind will take over and nothing will change. And, and yet Einstein says doing the same things over and over again, hoping for a different result, that's insanity. I don't want to have two days in a row the same with the Lord. I, if I met with you every day, it would never be the same. Every day's different. And if we spent just, I'm telling you, just five minutes a day together, we would be best friends in, in less than a month. No wonder the devil doesn't want you to spend time alone with God. Because he is the source of life. And and to me, this is just so exciting if I can demystify this thing. But it is a mystical relationship. I remember one guy, he was going through a divorce. He said, man, I need physical people. I mean, I'm a physical person. I just need people. He said, you keep telling me to meet with the Lord every day. Like, he's not a people. He, I mean, and, and I said, 
But he, he wasn't, he, he grew up Christian. He knew the Lord. It wasn't, he wasn't debunking anything or, or resisting anything. He just says, and then he asked the, this powerful question. How do you get to know a spirit? I said, no one ever asked me that. <laughs> um, and, I, and just out of my mouth came this, I don't know. I really, I mean, I don't know how you know because he's spirit. But I said, if you just spend time with him every day, he'll let you know he's there. And sure enough, he just spent time with the Lord every day, brought him out of all that confusion. There were for two or three years. While he was meeting with the Lord, I had to talk to him every single day to get his thinking right. No, that's how broken he was. But then after that, things just started to kick in and God began to work and he began to hear his voice. And I just, I just realized we quit way too soon. I just want to encourage you. This relationship with the Lord is worth going after. It's worth, it's worth getting up for. It's worth just pressing into when you seek me with what you're whole heart, I'll be found. He's not hiding from us. He's right there. When you get up, he's right there. When you, when you need him, he's right there. He loves you. He's right there. So I just want to encourage you in this. Okay, let's get to the, some thoughts here. Now, now, I want to talk about just over here, just, and I always share this, and some are in my class, so I love this thought that you're a tree planted by a river of living water, that God wants to grow you into a mighty tree, and that God wants to grow your roots down deep. And I always say grow roots before fruits, and, and these roots that you're going to grow are surrender. How many struggle with surrendering your entire life over to the Lord? Just lift your hand. If you're a controller, like to manipulate things, if you're a bit of a schemer, could I just have a show of hands? I just like to, oh, now we're, we're talking. We all are. We, we were, that we're born into that. We get that. We got that. So surrender. <laughs> Come on, you, you're, you, it, only God could change you. I'm telling you, nobody else can. Spouse can't. Nobody can. You're just Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father are going to do an amazing work in your life. But you have to give them an opportunity to do that. Sometimes, don't you think that we're really hiding from God? <laughs> because you know why we hide from him? Because he's light and he's love. We like the love part, but the light part isn't always the thing we like. So, because it shines a light in our heart and it sees what's, what? In there. So we're gonna, we're gonna, in spite of the resistances, we're gonna go after God with everything we have. And I wanna make it practical. So surrender. So you've got to, remember, roots before fruits. Fruits are of the spirit. You, you apply the roots and you're gonna grow. The next root is trust. Can I have a hand, show of hands if you have trust issues? Could I? <laughs> All right, now. Okay, stubby. <laughs> stubby. Now what happens? Now I'm gonna ask you a question. When you have stubby roots and the weather turns bad, a guy just texted me a picture of a tree with the roots standing this way and the tree that way. I'm thinking that's a bad day for that tree. And so surrender trust. Humility. Okay, that's our third root. Humility. How many struggle with pride? Could I have a, oh, you already had your hand up. So, how many, you could either say how many struggle with being humble or how many struggle with humility or how many struggle with pride. So all the above. Okay, humility, faith. So we have faith. We gotta grow that root of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but I'm gonna give you a thought on this that's gonna change the way you think about faith, because it's not gonna put it on you, it's gonna put it on the Lord. 
to do it in you. Now, we're gonna think about this because you're gonna do extraordinary feats for the Lord. I'm telling you, you are. I'm already doing things. Remember, I was a basket case ready for the mental institution, a, a, a white jacket. And now I'm here teaching you. Not that, that I mean, I mean that to me, that's extraordinary. I've been bitter in my life for years at the church at different people during that that not so uh, meeting with the Lord time. And, and I wonder why all these things were just at me and on me. And, and, and yet God has a plan. And if we'll let him work the plan in our heart and life, extraordinary things are gonna happen. And not only that, transformation of your very life is gonna take place. I wanna ask you, who has a few stubborn things, stubborn habits you would like to just see the Lord deal with? Be, be honest, just... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, a guy came, came into the office. Well, I, I could go off on stories and I could go off on. I, am I inspiring you in any way to a deeper relationship with the Lord? Am I creating any kind of hunger and thirst? Because if we don't hunger and thirst for God and long for him like a deer pants for the water brook, I'm telling you, the next time the devil says sleep in, you're tired, not that you don't sleep in, but it's what you do first. But we just don't sleep in. We sleep in, then we just jump up and go about our day, and then that turns into one day, two day, three day, four day, five day. And we're gonna talk about creating a relational habit that's going to change your life. I'm on 14 years. I'm so excited. It's 14 years, but I'm not quite so excited because I'm 64 now. Started this when I was 50. There, I don't have that many more years to go. But I would love to impart this truth into your heart about seeking him. And you're gonna see the correlation between what's happening in those moments with him and what happens during your day. There's gonna be a direct correlation, but I'm not gonna make it, you're gonna make it, you're gonna see it. It's gonna be so dynamic. The last root is thankfulness and praise. Entering his courts with, uh, 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 I lost that scripture, Psalms 100. Uh, just read Psalms 100. Okay, so we've got surrender, we've got trust, humility, faith, thanksgiving. So we're gonna grow those roots, and the Bible tells us in Ephesians 3, that we're gonna grow those roots down into God's love, okay? So I want you to think about the power of God's love, the power of his love. How many feel like you just don't feel or understand God's love like you want to? Could I have a show of hands? Okay, this is gonna be powerful because anxiety is the opposite of his love. Fear is the opposite of his love. So we'll get to how that correlates and how that goes together. Now, think about this scripture in Ephesians 3. I love this passage. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. This is Ephesians 3, 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Come on, these roots will grow down into God's love and they will and keep you strong. Come on, your roots will, these roots of surrender, trust, humility, faith, thanksgiving will grow down deep into God's love and, and, and they will keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. This is about God's love for you. It's about this dynamic of love. It's about God pouring out and lavishing upon you his love. How many does that even sound weird? Like your mind doesn't even know how to quite receive that. Like how many have a low self-worth or low self-esteem? Could I have a show of hands if that's you? It might just be a couple. It might be a... I'm telling you, this is where the battle is. It's all going on inside. Now, do you, does this picture make sense that you're a tree planted, that God's gonna grow your roots, you're gonna grow up, and you're gonna bear amazing fruit, but it's gonna come out of the relationship that you have with him. It's not gonna be you just trying to fix yourself. How many are tired, and you're not even that old, how many are tired of trying to fix yourself? Could I have a show of hands like that? <laughs> Let's let the Holy Spirit 
do the work inside our hearts because he loves us and we're incapable. It's so cool. After a year of meeting with the Lord every day, my wife said she doesn't say things real uh, freely. It's only if they're true. She said, wow, you're really like changing like a year. This 365 days. Remember, I'm almost at a nervous breakdown. I got so much garbage going on inside. You, you have no idea. The despair, the, 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 the negative outlooks. I used to sit in a chair and just worry. My wife would come in, what are you doing? I'm thinking. No, you're not. You're worrying. Get up. We got things. You know. <laughs> no, she's pretty straightforward. Not quite that. I, I accentuated that just slightly. She's much kinder than that. But she's very direct. <laughs> and so and so I'm struggling but after 1 year I'm telling you I don't want you to have a vision for 40 days what God I want you to have a vision for 40 80 120 what will your life look like if you spent the next 365 days with the Lord what happens when you just meet with him today and you plan to meet with him tomorrow nothing nothing comes in the way of your meeting you don't care what happens that day <laughs> they tell me we're going, we're going on a flight at four o'clock. We have to get up at four. My wife begs me, don't do it. <laughs> she begs me, don't have your devotions because I dial everything back from the time I'm getting up. Nobody's going to stop them. Nobody. For nothing. Nothing. When I go to a motel, when we're going to a place, my wife, now she just does it for me. She says, I'm bringing the communion. I'm bringing everything. I'm bringing your, uh, you know, I, I'm making sure we have two rooms so you can have a dance floor. I, I get the whole thing. <sighs> I got to have a dance floor. I No, and this is wherever I go. And I have a panic attack if we're going somewhere and they don't have everything I need for the morning time with the Lord. No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> so I have to dial it back. So you're right, you're, I'm getting up at two. I don't, no, she goes, do it on the plane. Please do it on the plane. No, I'm not doing it on the plane. I don't know what had happened between the, my house and the plane. I, 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 we're not doing it on the plane. You know, the, the plane's after I already started my day. No, no, I've had to go through customs. I have to do all this. I gotta do all that. No, I gotta have virtue. I have to have gas. I gotta have I gotta have fuel. Yeah. Like, what if the flight attendant is or the the, the counter person's irritating, and then I just bark back at her because I got no flow? I mean, I gotta have him. <laughs> no, you gotta get a mindset that nothing is more important than spending time with him. Yeah. Man, until that happens, if if it's even second to something, it'll fall down the list so fast it'll be down at fifty eighth. You won't think it's 58th, but it will just be 58th. Because the sporting event, everything is more important. All of a sudden, the Lord, do you think he's up there? Hey, <laughs> I'm ready to fill you. I'm just going to a sporting event. No, I mean, honestly, this is not a guilt thing. This is, uh, this is so exciting. We've got to, you have to explode everything in your mind that's religious on this thing to make it what it really is. And then it won't even still be what it is. It's got to be everything. And to me, this is exciting when we get there. I mean, when we just do that, because then it always happens. But we're just going to try to take on one 40-day period. No, don't think that's a small challenge. I'm telling you, this is, I'm about ready to launch something in your life because I only have a couple of minutes. But this is so critical, and then I'm going to launch it, and I'm going to give you tons of stuff, to, to resources and things, and things you can read, and books you can, you can order, and all kinds of stuff. I'm going to give you a spreadsheet, and all kinds. If I give you that first, it'll just get put somewhere. No, I want, I want to inspire you. Because, because without a shadow of a doubt, I know he's there. No, he's not somewhere. He's right there. Wherever you are, he's there. And you know, you wake up with the weirdest needs. Have you noticed 
You wake up with the weirdest things on your mind or the strangest dream or, man, you, your brain's defragmenting at night. It needs, it, needs, it needs to be energized by the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're scary. No, I'm just kidding. But how many know, lift your head if you know you're scary when you're, when you're in the anti-flow, when you're, when you're functioning in the flesh, you're scary. God wants to do something amazing. <laughs> Okay, this is so important. Everything's so important because it's so good. IVP, intimacy, value, purpose, okay? Now, in the value side, there's three basic needs you and I have that are equal in all of us, and I'm gonna just say them. There might be more, some psychologists might refute, I don't know, I'm just telling you for me and what I see in the word and clarity, we have three basic needs. To be loved, whew. If you don't get loved, you'll go looking for it, believe me, and you'll find it maybe in the wrong place. I'm telling you, it's dangerous. To be loved, not the way another person can love you, only the way God can love you. That's why Paul wrote in this passage, may you experience the love of God, even though it's too great to understand fully. He could have prayed for us for anything. There's only four apostolic prayers in Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. He's praying that we will experience gnosko, intimate relationship with the creator of the universe, because he knows without that, we're toast. Men and women need to find their love in God. Don't weird that out. I'm telling you, it, it fuels our heart. It's the, it's the life, it's the life of our soul. It's, it says, it, it says he, you love, he says you can love because he first loved us. I'm just telling you, we go there in the morning to be loved. That's it. If you get loved, you're gonna do well that day. You don't, you'll be groping for it and you'll spend your whole day looking for it. Tell me I'm cool, tell me I'm good, tell me I'm something, tell me I'm, I always know when I'm groping for something, for, just like my wife, tell me I'm important, like. <laughs> take the garbage out, you know, just like, no, you know. But when that's met in Jesus, no one has to tell you that's been met because it's, it's part of that spirit thing. The Holy Spirit thing. Oh, man, when you're contented, when you have self-worth that's, that's, that's fulfilled by to be loved when God loves Now, the other two are to be accepted. We're accepted in the beloved. Man, you wanna be accepted. That's what causes people to join gangs and do all kinds, I mean, honestly. We're wired for community to be, but you have to find your acceptance in him before you can find it even in community. Because then you'll be, it'll be a flow, it'll be a dynamic, it'll be a release of that which is good. It won't be running around, accept me, accept me, accept me. Okay, we accept you. Well, that didn't work, that didn't fix it. What is it? You're searching in the wrong spot. It's in the morning. Lord, just love me, pour over me, to be accepted. Okay, then the last is to be freed. How many are in some kind of bondage? You feel like there's something you need God to deliver you from. He frees us. And all of this is in value, our self-worth, our esteem. All day long they could preach on this, give you scriptures. You could try to, no, it's fixed in the relationship with him. Then out of your value, your confidence, your, your security, your sense of worth, you then have purpose. You then go and do. You then go and love. You then go and, ex and, and help. You serve. But it's not out of the need to get something. Now, what happens in culture and in our life, there's only two ways to run this thing. You can start with intimacy with God and run it this way, 
Or you can start with purpose and try to get this fulfilled this way. And then you're just messed up. It's like Darlene Check said once, they came to me and said they wanted to be used, and then I used them, and then they felt abused. I, I, I mean, it was like, it was like your brain, it's, it, we're not serving out of the need to be loved, accepted, and freed. We're serving out of, the, out, of the, out of obedience to Christ that flows this way, and it's simply a response to his love, which is up here. Now, in intimacy, this takes an initiator, doesn't intimacy take an initiator and a responder? God in our relationship is always the initiator, and we're the responder. What is our response to God in the morning? Here it is. Surrender. This is the key to the whole thing right there. Surrender. That's where the power is. When we surrender our life over to God's will and purpose in his life every single morning, consciously, like Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God that you would present your lives a living and holy sacrifice. We might as well just get it over with in the morning. God, you're, you're God, I'm not, and this morning I'm coming, and just get it over with. <laughs> because it's either you in charge or him in charge. And, and which one's better? Could I, someone says, someone says, how's that going for you or working for you? How's that going? So this is making sense. That's what I want to know. Is this making sense uh, 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 from, a, from a, uh, a graphic point of view? Scripturally, this makes sense because God, for God so loved the world. He's the initiator. He's the one that, that's initiating. He sent Jesus. He, he's always initiating because Why? Because he wants a relationship with us. And he's provided access back to the Father. Ephesians 2.18 says, now we can all come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. This intimacy factor is the relationship we have with him 24-7. Now, what I'm encouraging you to do, I, I'm almost done. Can I have five more minutes? Can I do five more minutes? Okay. All right. Now, let's build a day. Build a day. Now, every day has uh, morning, afternoon, evening, and night, right? Anybody struggle with sleeping? I always ask that at this time. Okay, we're gonna get, you're going to get better night's sleep. That's a lot of people in this room. Could you raise your hand if you struggle with sleeping? That, that is a, usually about two people raise their hand. I, the Lord promises he gives his beloved sleep, but there's, your praying is probably working overtime on things that it needs to just quiet down a little bit. It just, <laughs> don't expect, now, come on now. How long did it take you to get to who you are right now and what you were doing? Now, we're gonna try something completely different. We're gonna meet with, don't do two days and say it didn't work. <laughs> we're gonna go 40 days and see what God does. Now I'm gonna give you a surrender prayer that I wrote on my back, surrender it. I'm gonna give you the 40-day worship challenge, explain it in detail. <clears throat> you can buy my book, Unscripted, that's on Amazon, that's, that you can get that. That's the seven uh, keys to intimacy, and you can get that. There's way more that goes into this, but I'm giving you the highlights, because this is, the ESPN highlight thing, you know, that's just, uh, you're getting the highlights. Now, down here, it, we're gonna call this the first, my pen's not working anymore, first 15, okay? We're gonna give God the first 15 minutes of every day, that's the big ask, that's it. That's it. And I'm gonna ask you only to do two things in that time. Now, you're gonna have your Survive Thrive Kit. I want you to have your Bible, a journal and a pen, or a devotional, whatever speaks the word of God, Jesus calling, whatever, just something inspiring. You're gonna spend 15 minutes. You're gonna have your, devotion, your Bible and a devotional. You're gonna have a pen and your journal, if you do it, paper, and you're gonna have music, your phone and some music and some headphones. 
And you're going to commit to doing one key thing in the morning, and then from there, it's unscripted, basically. You're going to surrender your will to God's will and receive his love. A guy was committing suicide from uh, New York. He, uh, pastor said, Mark, you need to call so-and-so. He wants to commit suicide. <laughs> I, I, I only laugh because it took me like two days to call him. You think I would have responded faster, but I, was, I wasn't responding. I'm sitting at the chair, and I think, oh, I've got to call that guy. He could have killed himself by now. And, and, and uh, no, I'm serious. Like, no. That, it, it, and I thought, and I thought I would feel guilty. Like that would not be good if I. So, but I don't feel those things are on me. The Holy Spirit inspired me right then. Call him. If he wanted me to call him before that, he would have told me to. You know, we're so religious, guilt-ridden. You, gotta, you will get off this thing and start living free. No, I'm telling you, you're going to start living free, and you're going to think, wow, Jesus, this is good. And then the devil will say, sleep in, sleep in, sleep in. You deserve it, sleep in. Would you shut up? I'm getting up because my creator, the lover of my soul, I got a dance party to go to. I got things to do. I got a busy day, and I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get this anxiety out of my atmosphere. That's how my morning goes. And, and so, so anyway, I call him and said, listen, taking your life is like the highest form of control. Like, are you kidding me? That's on the spectrum of surrender. Suicide's like the other side. Like, I'm God, I'm taking control, and I don't like the pain, and I'm gonna end this. That is like stupid. So anyway, I just said, God waits up all night for you to get up. Just what I told you, that he wants to meet with you. He's gonna love you. He wants you just to receive his love. No one ever told me that I was supposed to have devotions and be loved by God? Who say, who, where'd that come from? Like, hello, it's in the Bible. Like, uh, you know, God, it doesn't sleep or slumber. It doesn't take a genius to know he's not sleeping when you get up. He's right there. <laughs> and so we've got to, you know, you're even going to see the Bible in a kind of a more practical way. Like, it's not going to be so, like, heavy. It's going to be like, Wow, there's a creator that really loves us, and it's a love story. It's like how he kept loving us through the covenants and through, he kept drawing us near. He wanted us close, tent of meetings. And all of these things are to just be in relationship with us. So inspired about this, just looking at you. I see, I see fear being, man, after about 80 days, Fear started to really go away. After about 120 days, I, I started to turn into it. I told you, Susan, my wife even took 365 days for her, but there's like 365 days. After five years, something really started to change. Six years. Now, I know I'm giving you like time frames that you're like, no, I'm telling you, nothing is more important than what I'm telling you. I don't see it. We had a guy on a call, he, on a call for the ministry team, and I, I know this is going to shock you when I say this. Don't weird out on it. He talked to us on Tuesday about emotional health on a Zoom call, and he killed himself on Thursday. That's no kidding. I'm thinking to myself, my God, how could you be ministering one minute and kill yourself two days. It, it was so traumatic to our team, we had to be counseled through it because that's how powerful. I'm telling you, who knows what's going on inside your head? I'm telling you, I take nothing. When I'm thinking about you meeting with the Lord, I'm thinking life and death. I don't think this is some cute thing that I'm trying to... You've got to go a whole lifetime. I hope I've encouraged you today. I... I, I, I'm going to pray for you. Go ahead and pass. These are the first 15 surrender prayers. Pass those out. These are the four, first 15 brochures. I want everybody to have one. Brian, do you have anything to share in this? Two on. <laughs> yeah, you can, you're on. We're, I'll hand, no, you, no, you I'll hand, I'll hand him no, out. You do you your session. What are you talking you. about? <laughs> um, 
what a guy. Uh, I will say this, uh, Pastor Mark has helped change my life um, actually in multiple different seasons. Um, the first one was when I was in Bible college. Um, I took his class that you just got a very condensed version of. And um, I wanna encourage you in something. We're seeing some major breakthrough in our students um, by doing uh, the 40-day worship challenge. Um, I actually just had a conversation with a student last Friday um, where he actually, uh, he got saved about three months ago. Long story short, he went from living with his family to living with his step, his ex-stepmom. Um, and now because he had to get out of his house because of drug addiction in his, in his home. Um, and now he is, he has started, he's on day four of the 40 day worship challenge. I gave him the same plan pamphlet you guys are holding on to. And he has already heard from God more in the last four days than he has in the last three months. Um, and if, if, we are, if we're seeing students do this, man, we gotta lead by example. Man, if, if, we're, if we're wanting students to dive into devotions, our devotional life.